0: All right, so we are here for the SimCast episode 21, Forged in Fire. I have one guest today here on the SimCast, Deltia, um, over at Deltia's Gaming. Uh, Welcome, sir. Hey,
1: thanks for having me on. Appreciate it.
0: Yeah, no problem, man. I'm actually really happy to have you here. I know you're a big theory crafter yourself, so I feel like today could be a a potentially um, passionate conversation, which is great. (laughs) Um, Heated. 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 So... Uh, I wanted to I know not everybody that watches the simcast or even is tracking Ashes of Creation I don't think that everybody at this point in time is even aware of who all of the official content creators are Uh, Both of us are in that in that group Um, And so for anyone who is tracking Ashes of Creation that doesn't know about your content You may want to tell them a little bit about yourself uh, what got you into gaming maybe uh, you know some of the content you're currently creating and and some of what your hopes and ambitions are as a content creator for, uh, for ashes.
1: Yeah, sure. So basically what got me into gaming is really, I like stories, you know, I played, uh, the old ultimate line was my first MMO. I went like really ham on and I just love that. It was basically player driven content. Like, so the players really cool, impactful players made the story, made the community, made the environment thrive. So it was like a social thing, essentially that players dro- drove the story. I like playing a lot of single-player games and so forth, but over the years, I started making content back in the Star Wars Republic days, and I kind of find my little niche with arenas, instance-based PvP. Elder Scrolls Online came out, and I didn't like it as much as Star Wars Republic, but I found that I could create useful guides for the average player. So I tailored my content basically for someone who is maybe working full-time and just wants to watch a 10-minute video and figure out their uh, simple, effective build. Would it be the absolute best ever? No. But the best ever players don't need to watch videos on how to make their builds. They already know it. So I tailored my content to basically an A to Z overview of Tamriel, Elder Scrolls Online, how to get started, add-ons, animation canceling, and that's kind of what led me to actually the creation is, well, I like AAA, AAA titles and A MMOs. I feel that it's really just spoon-fed content a lot of the time, and we're waiting on developers a lot of the times to continue to make new little trinkets for us to play over and over. And then you just, you know, blow through the content in a month or two, and then it becomes the same old thing where – Ashes and the node system really caught my attention based on its player driven content and like really cool, unique players can separate themselves and guilds and there's incentives. So what I plan on doing with Ashes essentially is coming at it fresh. And what worked for me in Elder Scrolls Online and previous guides is as I learn things that I could go, oh man, the next person behind me picking this game up for the first time needs to know do, 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 do. And then I make a video on it. And kind of like an A through Z type uh, of play, like that, where I'm not going to have, you know, specifically a huge outline of 50,000 posts I want to do. But as I go through the game and experience myself, like, oh, weapons, this would be super useful to know the very first time. Or armor, crafting, this would be super useful. And try to make it so it's small chunk size videos so the average person that's interested can pick it up, watch it and get something useful out of it. So yeah, that's a little bit about me and kind of what I'm looking forward to do in Ashes. It's
0: awesome, man. Yeah, I think that's a I think that's really important too because there's there's still a lot of a lot of games out there where uh, players still feel very lost uh, at the prospect of starting a new game, not really knowing exactly how to get their bearings and I mean, while that that's actually, you know, for for me, per, you know, my personal my personal feelings about that is that's part of what makes the MMORPG experience for the first time such an awesome one is that, 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 um, you know, just exploration and coming to learn about new things and ideas and the, whether it be the combat design or or how to get to point from point A to B and how to farm materials so you can create that gear and build a marketplace and whatnot. So yeah, it's a very vital resource and, and I've seen a lot of games uh, where, and I also played Star Wars: The Old Republic. Um, I early on, up until I think the the Rock Ghoul uh, patch, yeah. the yeah. Rock Ghoul patch, and that was kind of where I tapped out because content was just there was not yeah. as much content at that point. Yeah. Um, but you know that that I remember back then too it was like you know there was I I don't feel like there were real there was really that many uh, people that were really creating you know guides and things like that. So I can I recognize how in games. And especially at that point in time with games, much like Ashes will be when it starts up. Those things are very vital to the new players or people just picking the game up. So definitely a very vital resource. Um, So let's dig into some of the information that we've we've all really gotten our hands on here uh, in the past, I would say week or so, because on August 17th, uh, we got a lot of information from the live stream, the most recent live stream uh, here in August, we also got uh, some Discord Q&A information, and I wanted to talk a little bit about some of the Discord q and since we had outlined a bit of the live stream in the last SimCast. However, we'll probably be touching on a bit of the last live stream as well, since I feel like combat design is something that we're both very passionate about. Um, so they talked, Stephen was talking to people on the Discord uh, here in this last week, uh, and or actually it was on August 17th correction and he was actually discussing that that they're aiming for a teen rating uh and that they're like you know likely going to probably get an ma rating on the game but they're aiming for a teen rating uh some for me some pros about that is i i personally like the more mature rating just because i want to be able to see more blood more you know vulgar language things like that because for me that that's just it it allows a game to feel less restrictive, less censored. Uh, like conversations when you can see how they're about to go someplace instead of them kind of stopping there. You just get to see it all. And some of that stuff, you know, with Elder Scrolls Online especially, you just walk by some random NPCs and they're having this really crazy conversation. I actually love that about the Elder Scrolls series in general, just from all of the games. It was That to me was just allowed the, it all to be so immersive. So I actually like that. Do you have any thoughts about the rating for the game? Like, do you think that would be better or worse for that?
1: Yeah, I, I'm with you on the team versus i uh, mature. Like, it allows the developers to really tell the story they want and have the environment and, and everything that they want and not feel so restrictive. So, look, sex, violence, it's a part of life, right? And mm-hmm. I think this game is targeting people my age, maybe your age, you know. Mm-hmm. Our generation of folks who've been on the roller coaster of uh, good MMOs, bad, good, you know, it seems like they're they're targeting us, not 16 year olds. If they were, they would be able to make this game on PS4, Xbox. You know, this is like a PC only thing. So it's a little baffling to me why we would even try for a teen rating, and the fact that it, the audience is going to be so mature. Now, with that being said, I think the maturity rating's good. Just not overdone. Like the Elder Scrolls Online does a really good job of telling stories. And if there's provocative, you know, sexual mm-hmm. violence thing, they tell it, but it's not like doing it over and over just to, you know, have sex in their game or something mm-hmm. like that. So if you don't do it right, you can use that to tell a compelling story and have an awesome, interesting environment and not feel so restrictive. So for me, my thought process is well, why would they want a teen rating? It's not like it's gonna open up the game to fifty billion more people because let's be real here, there's eight year olds playing Call of Duty. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So right. it's not it's not like that rating really holds anything back. And for my thought process is like, well, why is it that they want to
0: team? Yeah, I get that too. Yeah. I, I feel like just go MA. Just go go MA. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's it's this game and the target audience, I think it's makes it's a no brainer to do yeah. that.
0: Absolutely. So talking about things like rating aspects of the game that we that we really appreciate things that compel us to play in design of a game. I mean, we could we could really that's a very broad statement or in question to really ponder, I think, Um, you know, I I, I've talked about this many times here on the SimCast. I, I love exploration. Like, there are days where I'll just be like, you know, I get done working or something. I hop on it. I may not feel like PvP. Like, sometimes taking your in-game mates against your opponent's face is fantastic. And some some days I just want to run around and pick flowers, man. Yep. Like, yep. <laughs> like I, I I don't discriminate. Like, I, I I love the immersive feeling of looking in the environment and just seeing no limits. You know, not, not feeling like I can go all the way to that statue on the horizon or... Uh, you know feeling the trees kind of cloak over me while i'm running through a forest things like that are are something that i really you know it compels me to play a game if if the environment is gorgeous and this is something the old scrolls online has done fantastically with as far as that like artistic style and game immersion goes for me is it just the environment in that game is looks great uh... and it still looks great post launch even five years later now since i've played in the beta and uh so that's one element but for me one of the most important things is i don't want to hate playing my character and i don't want to hate the way that my character functions um and one thing i'm a i'm a huge paladin light bringer uh style player that's my All thing right. i feel that I'll yeah feel that. <laughs> like I, I i mean it's like my theme on my channel you've entered the realm of light's righteous crusader I mean, that's that's my thing. And for me, playing a paladin, it, I've seen the paladin get just destroyed in so many games. I've seen it get destroyed in World of Warcraft. The Templar, I personally, I, I like the Templar. I don't really like where the Templar is now, and I feel like it's really gotten to a bad place in the Elder Scrolls Online, <laughs> at least for my play style. Um, I, I, feel, I feel Yeah. And uh, I so... For me, game design, character, the way it functions, like things as small as when I jump, does it feel fluid? Does it feel, does it feel awkward or does it feel comfortable like the way my character is moving on the screen as I transition into uh, starting to attack a player or NPC, etc.? Those types of things are really important. But I'm going to tell you when it comes to combat design, there's a few things I cannot stand. I don't like cookie cutter mentality. For developers when they go and they revolve the way a gameplay the game plays and a character plays around it being a four button combo that you could macro and just tab a button tab a button <laughs> right tab a button i mean that's lazy game design i can't stay it's a lazy ass developer game design and that's stuff drives me nuts one thing in the old scrolls online i can't stand is the fact that there are so i mean i feel like the opportunity for theory crafting is diminished significantly in that game and the reason I feel that way is because there are all these trees that are irrelevant at this point in time that really aren't as viable as this almost meta for so many of these other uh, trees and talents that you use. And it didn't... I used to feel like in that game specifically, and this has something that happened in World of Warcraft for me too, was that you had this opportunity, like I think Wrath was the last time I saw this. Um, I could have all of these abilities. You could have this... Clusterfuck, if you will, of bo- of action buttons on your bars, and use any of them at any given time. You still had global cooldowns and stuff like that. You still had to be careful about you. You couldn't use like you couldn't buff yourself up with two dozen things at once or anything like that. Even if you macroed things, you really couldn't get away with too much. But you had the opportunity to access so many different things. And with Yellow Scrolls Online, what started to really kill it for me was over time I felt like the opportunity and access to those things while I had it was narrowed down more and more, much like I've seen in a lot of the other games I've played where you have all of these possibilities that are now bottlenecked into the small corridor of right
1: there. You have tons of possibilities, but they're very, there's only a few that are effective.
0: Yes. It's the effectiveness. And so what are some of your thoughts and, and ideas about things like game design and, immersion, whatnot.
1: Okay, well, we could go on for five hours about this, but... Let's go. (laughs) What attracted me to this game, number one, was the node system. I'm like, holy shit, players can burn down a part of the world and build it back up as they see fit. Like, the number one thing for me is probably combat, to be honest, but number two is, like, player-driven content like what is that thing that you need to log in to do like in elder Scrolls online i actually probably had the most fun in the game leveling that like because i I could see that progression i could feel my character getting more powerful and then when i got to end game maybe played it for a week or two it was like okay let's start over because i I didn't feel that power like i didn't feel like i was doing much at the end game besides farming gear just to do the same raid or do the same cyrodiil thing but the node system to me is really interesting that players that are really powerful can see their impact on the world, literally. Mm-hmm. That's what Cyrodiil was really cool. Because once you got Emperor, it was like, holy shit, I'm smiting 10, 15 people at the same at the time. <laughs> they see my little name on the screen. Everyone hates me. The server gets full because they want <laughs> to dethrone me. That was just a little ounce of it, right? Mm-hmm. Because the keeps are, you can destroy them, you can rebuild them. Now imagine uh, the world, every part of it, trade. You can destroy the, the trade center. Now you can't even get your stuff. <laughs> because you'll remember this. There was some controversy about this, but interesting now that we talk about it, now it goes online, mm-hmm. to, the PvEers had to PvP in order to get their buffs for the raids. Mm-hmm. So what uh, most people didn't like that, and I can see why. What was really cool was you had a sense of pride in your server. So mm-hmm. if you saw your server was all dicked up and everyone it was yellow and you're on blue, dude, let, let's call on the homies. Let's, yep. We're going to go, we're going to go dominate this. And so yellow would call their homies and no, nope, mm-hmm. they're not getting their buffs tonight. They're not going to be mm-hmm. able to raid tonight. So I guess what I'm trying to say in a long winded way is that mechanism of we got to band together, a tribal instinct. We got to defend this node, this keep, this guild, this whatever, that's what's so cool about Ashes of Creation. It kind of brings that back to where you and your buddies can physically, literally see the impact that you had on the world. I mean, it's like real life, right? We all mm-hmm. want to have a hobby or a, a profession or something that we do that impacts other people. And when I go online in the game, I want to kill dragons and shit stuff I can't do <laughs> in real life. And to be able to like get 10, 15, 20, 100 friends that want to do the same thing and dominate the landscape that i mean that has me just dripping with excitement uh, right. on this game but I'm, I'm not too thrilled about the combat and the way it looks it, it looks a little it looks a little wonky to me i'm not gonna i'm not gonna bs you on it mm-hmm. so and the reason why i think we're getting to this here in a little bit maybe mm-hmm. this would be a good time to talk about it but mm-hmm. you have essentially two schools of thought in terms of uh, combat design right tab yep. target Global cooldown versus action style. So I don't know what what do you feel about those two, or how, how do you think about those?
0: I think the idea of meaningful combat for me is uh, something that just really compels me. Uh, it, the fact that you've got reasons—it's for server pride, like you talked about. Like I could think of a lot of instances in the past where. Uh, you know, one person maybe achieve something or a group achieved something and the whole server had a sense of pride. And that's something that I, I don't feel, I feel like that's one element of the MMORPG that's been lost over time. Um, but as far as, as game design, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really torn on this. I, I have some people in my community, uh, whether they're, you know, my in my guild or, you know, it could be people that, you know, like even one of my mods on my stream, um, Ace Knight. He he's a huge FPS gamer, and that's where him and I differ. I personally am kind of overly, I'm kind of burned out on FPS games right now. Um, it's just it it's super one and the same is what it's starting to feel like. It just there's mm-hmm. not a whole lot different. I mean, I, I appreciate a good FPS game and I can play it and everything, but you know, I'm not a diehard FPS gamer. I am definitely a diehard MMORPG gamer who is not feeling that there's really much out there anymore in that regard. So when it comes to the combat design, I can see how the action style can appeal to someone like my friend Ace. And I can see how the tab target uh, can, the tab targeting function with GDCs and stuff like that can, can really appeal to our us old school, school gamers who yep, yep. go back. And that is like, that's like our bread and butter if you will uh, of how we used to play games and i can see that they're it feels like they're trying to merge cuz one of the things they talked about and this is kind of our transition here into combat style they've discussed how they want this your combat style to be a customizable uh, it's a customizable experience and choice that you can essentially have more tab target if you want more action if you want but watching the videos as much as I'm like excited because I've seen how far they've come. And that's exciting to me. There were some, some elements of it that I'm just not too sure about. And this is some stuff that jumping ahead a tiny bit here, but it's relevant talking about combat design he's discussed. ADS is going to be a thing. Aiming down your sights, uh, Scopes on crossbows is, is probably going to be a thing at this point. Hitboxes. Three types of hitboxes like your body, you know, basically like legs, torso, head being a multiplier for each each of those boxes based on, you know, clearly the head would do more damage than, you know, the chest or the the lower area uh, extremities, so to speak. I can appreciate action combat and I've seen how there's a style in the Elder Scrolls Online where you can kind of aim like I could aim at somebody and I could use like a light attack on my ice staff, for example, shoot a little little spurt right. of of ice over at somebody and potentially hit them by pointing at them. But I can also tab onto them or other players and sort of lock some of these abilities uh, onto them and, and attack them that way. I personally am I prefer the tab target um, GDC sort of style as long as we don't have the stun lock mechanic. I feel like the stun lock mechanic is just a lazy, another lazy way to design combat to where you can just stun lock somebody and you win because you hit the same button or your buddy's like, you know, uh, you know, you guys got in there and you were like, okay, three, two, boom, three, two, okay, okay, two, one, okay, two, one. <laughs> and then you got kind of st- to stun lock down the I whole time. I love doing that, though. I love yeah. doing that. <laughs> I, I just I hate it when that is like the focus of the the combat though, yeah. and it takes away from all. I think it's that bottlenecking into that being the primary to only way to win in combat versus other stuff. It's so the stun mechanic. It's that, yeah, it's the vertebral. it's the overly overly played stun mechanic to where it's there's if if that stun mechanic has a flaw that can then be you know you can mitigate that. That mechanic because of skill somehow then that to me is is pretty cool but i i don't know i have some reservations about the action style combat right now i'm a little concerned that they're going to get a little too focused on any fps sort of right Uh, and i think that this is one of the parts i caught from their twitch live stream yesterday um at pax west I'm almost positive Steven had said something to the effect or the team had said something to the effect on the panel about how these were elements that weren't really, really implemented in, in MMO, not, not really. And it is an opportunity they have. And I heard that and I was kind of like, okay, that's cool. That's definitely innovative. How much could that take away from the MMORPG experience? Is that just my old school mentality? I don't know. What are some of your thoughts about that?
1: That's a really good question, a way different way to look at it, which to me, it's like, well, why reinvent the wheel per se? Mm -hmm. Like for me in business or anything, if you have one specific thing you do really well, you can be successful. Look at Apple. Right. They do one thing and they master it, then they move on. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was like, okay, you got the node system. This is going to be amazing. Yes, it may have been attempted in previous MMOs, but you can really flush it out and make Rift and some of these other games look like mm-hmm. you know nothing. Mm-hmm. So for me, when I saw the combat, I'm like, well, why are you trying to reinvent combat to be an FPS, tab target, action? Co- why are you trying to do all of that? You're going to fail at all. Maybe, I, I guess I shouldn't be super negative, but mm-hmm. it, it's hard to be optimistic about it right. when... I would prefer their efforts and innovation be involved in the node system and the creativity and the community aspect versus combat, because we already have different types of combat that work really, really well. Like the FPS thing. There's people that love that and would go crazy. And if we did FPS Ashes, I'd still play it. Mm -hmm. We have the Elder Scrolls Online, Guild Wars, Action Combat, Five Buttons, Bar Swaps. If Mm -hmm. it went that route, I love that. And we have the tab targeting, old school Star Wars Republic, you know, at World of Warcraft, 1.5 second global cooldown. I love that. Personally, in my stage of my life right now, we kind of talked about this before, but Mm -hmm. I've lost a lot of my fastball in terms of gaming because, number one, I don't play as much as I used to. where I would just sit there and play over and over, uh, just got other things, commitments, you know. And number two, the older you get, you do lose a little bit of that um, reaction time and that muscle memory. You know, I mean, I, I used to remember playing a uh, halo when I, I was in the army. I was just ripping, ripping, just turning. I knew where people would appear before they did shoot a head You know, now I'm like, dude, I got in a shooter. I'm the old, like 70 <laughs> year old guy. People are saying, stop. What do you get fuck off my server, old man. Yeah. So my old man get off my lawn speech essentially to say, I prefer right now the tab target system. And I think the audience Look, I'm not developing their game. I'm not telling them what to do. I'm just giving my opinion. Right. But but for the generation that's probably looking at playing this game long term for fifteen years, like me, is the tab target folk. You know, the people that are used to that. Because we both played Ellis Rose online. Maybe the viewers haven't, but mm-hmm. you get a there's just a huge gap in the player base where you have mm-hmm. super casual people that can barely beat quest super mm-hmm. elite people that can solo dragon star arena mm-hmm. and so developers are trying to how do you develop a game where it's like night and dude can't complete quest dude soloing super hard thing that 99 percent of people can't even do with four players so, we get back to balancing and uh, your player base. You've got to know who is going to play this game. And I think picking one thing and excelling at it and not trying to reinvent the wheel on everything in your game, because let's go, we got monster coins and stuff like that. And that looks cool and that looks great. But gamers are going to fucking break things. Mm hmm. I don't care how many developers you've had. We've seen it time and time again. We're going to sit there and dick around with the game 18 hours a day, a million people. We will find the most OP gear set combination, blah, 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 and break your game. Mm -hmm. So the more out of the box you get on every different aspect of it, the more broken it will be. In my opinion, I could be completely wrong. And I've been completely wrong plenty of times. So, it just does worry me like so when we watch the video the combat video first off the graphics look freaking bananas i mean it looks just remarkable the graphics in this game and i I love graphics don't get me wrong but i really like combat that's really really useful as well Mm -hmm. what looked really fun to me positive about the combat is the mobility like mobility looked badass like blinks speeds it wasn't like necessarily a cheesy gap closer that we see in other games, but mm-hmm. more like aiming and like really just bursting past someone, stunning, turning around and shooting them. I really, really liked that aspect. And that's what attracted me to the combat. But when I saw, I like the majority of the video to me was ranged. It was just range, 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 like a first person shooter. And I'm like, okay. Then you see two people get in a melee battle and they're kind of like clunkily slashing their side of their arm and it's hitting the hitbox and then you got so i don't mean a dog on the game but it really seems like i love melee i'm not a bow mm-hmm. guy so i'm like Paladin, right i want to get yep. him there be able to heal block yeah knock a fool on the head with my sword it's like oh <laughs> just it just look rough on the melee side of things i don't know
0: yeah, I'm hoping that that's you know I think that I'd seen Steven actually make a comment about that too because I think someone had mentioned how the sword looked like it just kind of went through the body and right it was, right yeah it hadn't it didn't really like as you know it didn't seem like the contact was quite there um, when when you hit the player and so I'm I'm hoping that as far as and yeah I agree the melee I'm I'm a melee player um, I, I like having some utility and it's definitely a con- that's definitely a paladin esque Thing to have that sort of mobility and utility uh, To you know to buff yourself to buff others to bring kind of That to the party and everything or to yourself and and, uh, your other combatants in your party whatever but uh, Yeah, the the melee is definitely it does seem very so so far a lot of references to warframe Because it was so much of the range kind of over the third person over the shoulder zooming in sort of thing And I didn't really make that correlation with Warframe until people said it, and I played it. And so I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. I see that now. I do see that now. And so, yeah, I I would like to see more, and we're moving into Alpha 1 very soon. Very, very soon. On the the Discord yesterday, post the uh, Twitch stream that they had, where they had the panel, Steven came on and said, as early as next week, you'll start to see people in Alpha 1. And I'm like... Let's go, let's go, because I want to showcase this, I want to show, there's so many people in my own community that are like, oh Sim, when's this going to be out, what's going to happen, I'm like, I don't know man, question mark man, question mark man, I don't know, I, I don't know, I'm in the dark too, I only know so much, and what I do know that's, you know, privileged, I can't share anyway, so, so, I'm, I'm really hoping that, whether it's through my own experience, or through what they're sharing with us, that we get more, you know, more opportunity to really look at that part of it, because so far it seems heavy range from what we've gotten to look at. And I know we're going to see more of, we'll definitely see more of what melee looks like. Uh, But even the archetypes that we're starting with, right? I don't believe we're going to get the eight primary archetypes until I believe it's phase two of alpha one, which is uh, not until, Next year early next year, I think second quarter or something like that because they're devoting seven months to This alpha one phase one, which is the combat design So I think that we're gonna see a lot of things really ironed out fine-tuned Hopefully some of our concerns about the gameplay that we've seen Seeming slightly range focused even the four primary archetypes that we're gonna get to play with initially That's what that's tank, which I can't stand the name on by the way. I feel like that's a horrible Name, just saying, I would be cool guardian or something, protect or whatever. <laughs> um, uh, but the tank, we've got ranger, we've got mage, and what's the other one. Ah, uh, ah, uh, it's killing me. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Anyway, healer in there? yeah, cleric, thank you. So, what is that? Three of those are range, right?
1: Right, right, and the tank doesn't even do damage, so,
0: so, <laughs> so, so, we really need more. Or at least some of the, like, you know, combining of the archetypes to where we get these second, you know, we get Paladin and things like that from Tank to see more of it. So, I don't know. I think it's going to be a lot of range. Uh, I think the sooner we move into having the eight archetypes, the better. Because then we get more of the melee, and then that's more feedback and testing of the melee, which is going to help them in that combat design element. An aspect I think. So
1: yeah, and I, I want to reiterate I don't want to be a dick and like, you know, bang on the game. <laughs> but the same the same part is like what if, you know, Star Wars the Old Republic started like this. Yeah. And they really listened to the players and EA didn't get yeah. a hold of it and, and dick it all up and our influence could actually change the game for the better. So right. like we're trying to bring up I and I feel like we're doing a lot of negative, but at the same time we want to see this thing grow and develop into something. Yes. People love and enjoy it for years and years. It's an MMO. We don't. This isn't a year, you know, Call of Duty game where we're going to get one every six months type thing. So, yeah, I don't want to, you know, come off as a, a dick. But at the same time, it's like I got to be real on how I see it. Yeah, you know, I call it. you know yes. and like I think a hitbox and scopes and stuff on an MMO. I mean, could you do it for the first time? Yeah. Is it going to work really well? Well, who
0: knows? (laughs) Right. Definitely. Criticism here is just food for thought for the devs, for sure. So challenges in system design. I think here's one. I think this is one thing that potentially is a, a pretty big positive is that Unreal Engine is being used. Yeah. I think this is a beautiful thing. I think this has a lot of possibility when they're talking about really wanting to be innovative for the genre. I think that the Unreal Engine is going to bring a lot to that. Uh, they've already talked about how there are a lot of features and designs that even on the Unreal Engine is developing for this game specifically. And so I think that that in itself could be a very groundbreaking experience uh, just in gaming in general. Uh, what are some of your thoughts about them using the Unreal Engine?
1: I mean, if you just look at the game, it's just like, this is an MMO. I mean, this is like cutting edge graphics for a single player, like the Witcher or something. And Mm -hmm. it looks incredible. And let's be real. the, The engine that you start with really determines the longevity of the game. You know, that was what big criticism of Star Wars or Republic is they launched with this crappy hero engine. Mm-hmm. And they really couldn't go to do what they want. They, had, they were so restrictive with it. And if we reference the most recent after the creation video with the, the combat and everything, uh, the keep battle, mm-hmm. where there's like the monster, the critters that go and everything. <laughs> I was just like there was a million things happening on stream with catapults, collisions, uh, element, and there was no lag i get it they're probably playing on behemoth computers and so forth but i mean i was impressed i was like oh my god look at how fun these key battles are gonna last i mean this Mm -hmm. isn't like a 30 minute thing and so yeah i think what you start with really determines your future and if you do you know as a company investing i imagine heavily in using this unreal uh engine I think we'll pay dividends in the long run. It really will, allowing them to build the game they want in that node system the way they want. Mm -hmm. So, and yeah, I I don't know much about uh, computers in that aspect of (laughs) how how that actually works. I just know it from the gamers, you know, standpoint.
0: Right. Yeah, I think that they said, "What was it that they?" The stuff we've been seeing so far is from has all been on nine eighties, so that's actually pretty cool. But I'm like, what are the other? Components in your computer, too, right? I think that's important. But (laughs) So talking some more about weapon design, right weapon swapping and weapon abilities something they've discussed They haven't really we haven't really gotten too much on the weapon abilities. It sounds like initially You're really gonna be limited on the weapon abilities. It sounds like something they're going to expand upon Um, One thing about the old scrolls online that I actually thought was cool was the fact that you had a skill line for your weapons Yeah, and that is actually really cool uh, you know, I, I, I think that that's cool that they came out with weapon ultimates. It was something that I actually was like, since I think early on in beta, even I was like, man, they've got ultimates for like, you know, the mages guild, the, um, fighters guild, stuff like that. Um, you got all these ultimates and active active abilities and you don't really see them on the weapons. And I thought, well, that'd be cool if you had some weapon, uh, ultimates. And I actually really love on my, my night blade, my stamina night blade, uh, Kajit, I actually really like the uh, the the bow ultimate on that one. Oh uh, yeah, that it's so it rips it. I mean, you can mitigate it, but you got to work for it for sure. And so I I think things like weapon abilities can be a really great way to add a lot of flavor to the game. So you don't again have just this really cookie cutter sort of build mentality. It can allow for right. a lot of diversity. I also recognize that within that sort of system where you have like Guild Wars 2, where you have weapon abilities and you have Elder Scrolls Online weapon swapping, which we've actually seen on some of the videos for the action combat. Um, I, I can see how that can all be uh, super positive, uh, but it also brings, again, with things like ADS scopes, you know, live action versus tab targeting, it brings another level of potential problems that you could have. Um, what are some of your thoughts about things like weapon swapping and weapon abilities in a, in a MMO in general in this game?
1: Yeah, that's, that's a really good points. Um, it, it just goes back to the three types of ways you develop your combat system. Mm-hmm. Elder Scrolls Online, Guild Wars, they do really good with weapon swapping and what's so fun about it is that not, unlike World of Warcraft and Star Wars, you had, you know, basically 30 skills, you might use 12 of them. And this game, you got five on your bar. So yeah there's tons of op skills but you can't use all of them and it really creates cool unique you know ways to build characters based on that and then your front bar might have high damage components where your back bar might have like passives or something that when you're pressured you can use so it makes for a lot of fun builds when you have very limited slots but you can swap to another thing, another weapon and get a, like maybe go offensive and then a defensive one, or on a Templar, you got a healing one, then you got a buff bars, you know, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I like that. But then again, how are you going to implement it? Mm-hmm. How, how many slots are you going to have? Why are you going to have four or five or, you know, so there's so many things just kind of determine. Mm-hmm. And if you, if you add those things with the shooter element, I just don't know how that's going to translate well, but as far as weapon abilities when we talk about abilities or anything i, I go back to negative nancy me here and mm-hmm. that is super powerful badass players are going to figure out busted stuff <laughs> so while i love elder scrolls online having essentially you know 700 gear sets mm-hmm. 500 combinations of skills it comes down to one percent of them are effective so exactly. you see basically a huge plethora of things and in all honesty what it does is it just waters it down for the new player mm-hmm. goes, oh blood altar that looks cool Use it and then he goes mm-hmm. in a dungeon and someone's like why the hell are you using blood altar?" <laughs> you know your bar should be you know this dual wheel you should be dual bow and pve you dumbass. and it's like dude i'm just playing the game for my friend you know what i'm saying <laughs> right yeah you're not using dual bow you're an f- idiot i've done it before <laughs> I've been that <laughs> asshole, right? Um, so what I'm getting at is if they can find a way to make each skill relevant, fun, useful, but not overpowered, and that's just so hard in game design to be able to make, okay, well, maybe on a Dragonite or whatever, you know, on a tank, this skill would be really useful, but on a, a Cleric, eh, probably wouldn't use it. Well, then there's some application for it. But then what's happened in other games is you have to use this skill. You have to. Yeah. If you want to be effective in dungeons, trials, open world duels, you're using this gear set. You're using this thing. Otherwise, people are like, why aren't you using X skill? It's just so hard to develop these games. I mean.
0: It really is.
1: It's so easy for me to sit here and throw these, you know, lobs of do do these you idiot developers and then, like you know <laughs> i've been to elder scrolls online and saw how they did it and stuff and it saw what happened when you get a group of gamers that theorycraft all day around you break shit yep. and um so and and that's going to happen in any game mm-hmm. i hope they react to it and a lot of games don't admit they screwed up if this game admits maybe that wasn't a good idea we react within a couple weeks or whatever we fix the skill gear I'm okay with it. But that reactivity right. of, cause you know this, you probably yes. play World Warcraft where mm-hmm. five, six months goes by and a class <laughs> is broken. A skill is broken. Right. And it it. It's like, dude, this is, I'm just going to go log and play Solitaire and watch Pornhub. <laughs>
0: you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, you know what? That reminds me of too. Not the Pornhub part, obviously, but okay. talking about the, <laughs> you know, Holy crap, man. I remember, I don't know if you do, you, do you remember like, it was like, I think it was around the time Craig, Lauren and the Elder Scrolls came out okay. and they, well, yeah, we're good. We're going to a safe place. Happy places. Just not the kind that people in, you know, Never mind. <sighs> worst episode
1: this, ever. This, this,
0: this happens. This happens. It's ha- it hasn't happened in a while, but it was bound to happen sometime. Congratulations this comp did it okay so so in in the Elder Scrolls though it's like around the time Kraglorn came out I remember they did something it was either it was post Kraglorn for sure and I think I think Kraglorn brought V14 right I think it was yeah, 10 to 12 right because V10 was like game launch and then Kraglorn to V12 and then V14 is where I think it stopped before they did the old champion exclusive thing but I remember with the Templar it was the biting jabs, right? And okay. they adjusted it and it had the worst. Like it was horrible. It broke the way the animation was. It didn't pop. It, the hits didn't hit the right time. Okay. They, and they, and that actually going back to game design and like, I appreciate it when a developer just owns their shit and says yeah. like, you know what? We screwed up here. We figured out what, you know, what we really need to be doing here's what we're doing to fix it as opposed to playing something through an entire patch for six months. And it's like, well, you're just going to get it like this until we decide to work on it. Six so months. yeah. And I recognize that for developers, their end game for them is constantly working on combat design to make it effective, to make it fun, to, to keep it balanced. And the balancing of of gameplay and get weapon and combat design, that is the end game for combat developers. Like, yeah, oh, for sure. You know, so I get that stuff's going to break and, it, you know, us theory crafters are going to find ways to break things and really find things that are just OP and they're going to have to go and go, okay, we need to take a look at that, find a way to balance that. I get that's a process, but when you take six months to do that or you don't yeah. own that you made a mistake, for me, that is a... I see that as a serious weakness for developers. Um, and there's a game I recently was... Uh, partnered with that i'm not going to mention the name of that i was working with and the problem for them was they didn't own their shit they weren't willing to really work on the things that were fundamentally important for a game to function before they just jumped forward trying to show you new cool stuff look at this cool new thing look at this new cool new ability you can use or weapon you can use that we're implementing in the game before we hit before we were yeah, yeah, fix the broken fundamental stuff that you gotta have working anyway. So yeah, for me, I I I think if they can nail, and this is and they've even said this is a very ambitious goal. If they can nail some sort of a hybrid system for action combat and tab targeting style combat that can work effectively and not be broken and not be extremely overpowered to go one way or the other, if they can actually do that, that's going to be crazy.
1: I mean, that'll be crazy cool, but just math. It's math, and I'm a math idiot. But (laughs) if you have hitbox multipliers, that's such a significant advantage than not. Like Headshots. Yeah, the kid that's 16 that plays 18 hours a day that is master... That person's just going to nuke people from rain and it's going to be no fun for anyone. I don't want to play Call of Duty. Right. I'll go play Call of Duty if I want to play Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to tap target not get shit on in three seconds like every <laughs> other game because I don't play 18 hours and I'm sweaty in my basement eating eat meatballs in Hot Pockets.
0: Incoming reference so, today, ladies and gentlemen, you'll see. <laughs>
1: but, but, yeah, I don't mean to bang on it. Like no, yeah. It's just, uh, like, it. it that was the thing that I know we're going bang on Elder Scrolls Online. I love the game, so I'm just going to get one thing out. I'm flipped out because I'm like, there's I've never played an MMO that I could literally get one shot where you mm-hmm. could literally hold your mouse down and kill someone repeatedly. Right. Like heavy attacks in Elder Scrolls Online. Uh-huh. Look, I get it. I'm not the best player, but you should have some reaction time. Same thing with being stun locked. Yes. If you get stun locked in the MMO like World of Warcraft, right. you're, you're gonna question your life. You're like, gonna <laughs> go the hell am I playing this game I just put shit on with zero counterplay? I'm gonna go mow the yard, hang out with the dog. Like I'm out of here. I just, you know, you know, I just got heavy attack with no counter to it right. with one second and one the guy just literally. One second. The down. Yeah. I'm reevaluating my life. <laughs> so I don't want sweaty meatballer who just headshotting me with me turning the corner and, oh. That, that was that was a fun, how'd you spend your Saturday? Face fucking down with a death recap, sweaty meatball, hot pocket, seventy four headshot you for nine thousand damage.
0: Oh so, my god! Outstanding.
1: I know I'm I'm here, but
0: it's true though. It's very true. It kills the game for a lot of people.
1: My my thing is I think they should ditch the headshot thing. And this is just, I could be completely wrong, asinine, and I have been before, so believe me. But if they found a way to do the tab targeting action effectively, I would love that. Where let's say, you know, you could bar swap or something and have five on your front, five on your back, and the person that tab targets maybe has a longer global cooldown, but has access to 10 abilities at the same yes, time or something. Right. So, but we weren't like super punished. Maybe there's a small advantage to be able to play faster. And I get that. Better players should have advantages to be better. I, I that's completely fine with it, but not some significant multiplier where it's just some huge factor where, Oh, you're playing tag target. You're an old batty shitbag.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. I think, I, I think that's the, I feel like that is the dilemma they're facing to make this work. One of the bigger components, because if someone can headshot, I think skill shotting, I think the idea of skill shotting is, is a, is a very positive thing because it requires, that you really are dead on, that you really aim it and time things right under the right conditions, as opposed to you just point it and hit them and the multiplier does it. Like headshots yeah. could destroy someone who tab targets and, and wants to play that yeah. style. And so I think for that is a perfect example of the challenges they're facing. So I think, I think in the future, <laughs> probably here after we get started at Alpha One, hopefully you'll be back on here I think we'll be able to have some good conversation about what we see at that point in time and some of our criticisms, especially basing it on this conversation. where we write. Was it something that resonated, something they addressed, they worked on? We'll see. Uh, But with that being said, the monster coins are, like I said before, going to bring in a very interesting element into combat as well. We just see more. We're sitting here touching on multiple different things all within the realm of combat design and the more you add that is a challenge the more you can have go wrong however this sounds pretty cool it, it reminds me of dying light and that's a game mm-hmm. i've played it's um it it can be co-op it's basically a um very much story mode game where you're you know here and there's like zombies and someone can you can play a certain mode of this game as opposed to where me and my buddy Anger were like, we're going to have PVP in this game. So we're going to run around knowing that there's zombies all over the place in our co-op game. Knowing that if we do damage to something next to my buddy, it'll hurt them. And we're going to like pop a hole in a propane tank and throw try to throw it at each other. Knowing that we could hit them and take out our friend. And in the middle of all that, the noise of the explosion draws in all these Zombies that are then attacking us at the same time. That was pretty fun but in this game you can do a PvP mode where there's one player that is the uh, Monster or vampire and then there's like a group of four or something that are hunting this thing And that's a PvP mode So this felt similar to that in the way that you get to play the monster or horde of monsters or whatever And then you got everybody else trying to defeat that force That sounds pretty cool and interesting um what are some of your thoughts on on that being in something like an mmo
1: i mean from the videos and what i've gathered it looks really cool I, but i honestly question what would i do like i would i play a monster No, i mean maybe a big ass dragon or something it'd be cool to do it once in a while but i don't think i would honestly that wouldn't be something that trips my trigger to no. be completely honest and it looks amazing. It looks really fun. But like if the incentives aren't there, I would just rather play my character. So I guess taking down the character, the monster would be a lot of fun for me, like hunting them. You could have a guild that just hunts monsters and does events like that, which would be really fun. But it comes back to balancing incentives. You know, you'd have to be really careful on not giving the monster too much power, but yet not enough where skill couldn't trump you'd never win so a well, lot looks really cool i think the incentives need to be there for players like me who oh, it looks kind of cool but would rather do a like, keep siege or something than this in, this event i don't know but incorporating them into the uh the sieges looks really cool especially in the video where there's these huge critters running up yeah. the siege wall and stuff so i just prefer like playing my character i don't know i guess i'm old buddy duddy but yeah, it looks <laughs> cool but yet it's another huge system yeah. you have to balance and monitor and change. And and look, I'm all for ambition, and I think this game is going to do a lot of things right. But I just don't want one thing to be holding it back to just you know, it, it just so unbalanced that it's, people just bail. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't think this will be it for sure. I really right. don't. I think this will be cool. But right. it's just one of those things. Like For me, it's like, that's cool. But honestly, am I going to just want to do this all day? Probably not.
0: Yeah, I think that they discussed that the, some of the incentives would be things like cosmetics. Uh, I think if you're the monster and you somehow succeed or have reached some level yeah. of achievement. So I can see that, but I can also see that being something that like a lot of people get it and then they're done doing it.
1: Right, or they you cheese know.
0: it. Yeah. They get,
1: <laughs> they get 10 of their friends and yeah. we're gamers. We're going to find a way to cheese everything. Yes. Oh, just just play dead for me and I get the skin. And,
0: uh-huh. You know. Yep, yep. So... So yeah, grouping in the in coming up in Alpha One, they've discussed uh, five man groups with twenty man raids. I think he also said that you can queue uh, for the. So let's talk. And this isn't really hasn't really specifically been on our list, but I wanted to get your ideas about this. So I love that this is an open world RMO RPG. I love open world. The thing about World of Warcraft that was just that kept me so immersed in it originally. Was that I could go from zone to zone, from region to region, and there wasn't no a loading screen. It was just
1: yeah, it's all just, alive.
0: Yeah, it just felt and and that's something I'm really looking forward to in this game. Um, some of my point points of interest definitely uh, are in the combat and 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 you know being able to theorycraft, but it also is in that that style of immersion. Um, and I know that as far as pvp goes there are you know castle sieges i mean there's there's everything from small scale caravan raiding to corruption causing or self-induced corruption for pking player killing um there's the sieges, war, guild wars that are, you know, meaningful conflict. This stuff is meaningful. This... Right, it affects your world. Yeah, and the fact that a node, like a, something that sprouted up as a metropolis at one point that is now just hammered to dust. Another node in some somewhat of the same region that maybe is now, you know, has already been up to the cap level, then turns into a new metropolis and then has its new incentives. Like, that stuff is fantastic. It, for me will be probably what keeps me logged in far more hours than I should in a, in, in a healthy, <laughs> as far as there will be some health concerns because I'll probably be logged in for far too many hours, not get enough sleep. Hopefully won't, you know, do wellness
1: check on you. Got- <laughs> yeah. Uh. So Betty said you're gonna die.
0: Yeah. Y'all are here to swap me, right? No, sir. We just heard that you might have some health concerns right now. We want to make sure, okay. So, no, but some. What are some of the points of interest right now? Like as we're, we're moving into Alpha One. Um. I know you said you're a backer as well. Um. And that you're oh, planning but on big
1: money down. Big Yeah. Money
0: down. I, believe, nice. I believe in the game. Yeah. So so did I. I. I so we you're looking at two people. We have our criticisms, but let this not mistake you. We have a lot of faith and we really have a lot of belief that this could do very well. The criticisms you hear on the SimCast always are food for thought. This is just to help ground the devs. This is just to to give us all some things to think about so that we're not just fanboying it, but also looking at it, you know, as the most objective way we can, hopefully doing some good for the genre itself with our feedback, but There are castle sieges, you know. There's the there's the uh, fortresses, castles, metropolises, caravans, you know. PKing. There's going to be corruption causing. What are some of the the different elements that you're most excited about in that regard, and in moving into Alpha One, things that you are looking most interested in? Big question. I know. Immersing yourself into.
1: Okay, so the PVP element I'm most interested in. This probably sounds weird, but is the trade caravans. Like, I am utterly fascinated in gaming economies. Like, I don't sit there and, you know, sell hawk stuff like other people do and Mm -hmm. make billions in the game. But how is this really going to play out? Like, is this going to be the focal point of the game where the economy becomes the focal point more so? Because nothing can get done without those caravans. Mm -hmm. Like, are there going to be guild-specific officers dedicated to protecting the caravan? Like, how impactful is it going to be on the node? I am utterly fascinated in that specific aspect. You know, you Mm -hmm. probably would figure it would be castle or instance-based battleground or something, but that's just so fascinating to me. Like, how is this really going to play out where your entire thing is hindered because you can't get this damn caravan because a group of six people just go in and nuke you with with the first-person shooters. They're all shooters anyway. (laughs) (laughs) They're all (laughs) headshotting you. (laughs) You're just sitting in your caravan getting headshot and they take all your loot and they see bad, <laughs> so so i'm when i heard caravan i'm like this is the shit this is really cool and ultimately what i want to get out of the um the alpha is regardless if i make like the best content on planet earth this is a game i put my mo- my money where my mouth is yeah and i might be dogging it but I look at this as an investment of my time that could produce a game I love for mm-hmm. 10 to 15 years. Right. So my time investment majority of the time will be seeing how an individual can Im- impact the world. Uh, positive of Cyrodiil and PvP is I felt honestly, once I got really good at PvP, not the best, but you know, I got, I got good. My one character could honestly influence the campaign. I could rally people together. I could be the one that charges into the keep. I really felt my one dude, me, my build, my character could really impact the world. So I want to see they have the premise of that, but Mm -hmm. how does it actually play out where Mm -hmm. if you don't play a certain way or you don't have a certain class or you're not in a certain guild, you're just kind of a Zergling ultimately i want to provide them with as much feedback as i can more so than making content because i Mm -hmm. want this game to last 10 15 20 years with a group of awesome fans and Mm -hmm. viewers and community that's more mature and just can get off the whole youtube comment twitter you know warrior like i I just want this to be a fun place that's not to say we can't disagree and talk smack to each other because i Mm -hmm. do but can we get back to the online community that likes to fucking play games together and we just don't sit around and bash each other? Can we get that back? Right.
0: Please. <laughs> please, Yeah, dude. That's like, that resonates with, I think so many of these episodes too, is just community, man. <clears throat> that, that sense of pride when someone on your server gets this legendary or they, you know, not, they don't get salty and, and hate on you and Hater. talk shit, right. you know, like, Back, That was the thing that for me, part of the genre that was so fascinating that I wanted to spend all those hours and, and days just, just immersed in the game with my friends. And it was the fact that we we would achieve things together and we had a sense of pride and we had these nostalgic memories. And that's where, you know, whether you're old school or new school, no matter what your generation is, I think that is paramount to why so many of us just continue To, you know, be hopeful and also disappointed in what the genre has been bringing. And I completely agree. Like, can we just get back to the good times? The SimCast was the main reason I even started doing this. I'm not a podcaster. This is very new to me. And the reason I started doing this was because I wanted to find like-minded people. That cared about community that cared about the good times that wanted to have fun together and try and try to seek those people out Try to be like just a place where hopefully those people find and can congregate and then share those times Content content creator or otherwise share those times and get back to that because that is what I've been missing And that's really what I'm hoping for probably the most like you with this game that's why I've rolled the die so hard and been all in like, because truly I desperately want that back. And it's not that it's lost or we've moved past that. It's there. The possibility is there. And I'm, I'm hopeful that as a community and as, as a game, because Steven's very passionate about, about the genre, you know, I've done my research on the guy and he's got a proven history of really caring about community too. And caring about, the community he's ran in the past, and this game and its community, and you know, to me, one of the biggest deciding factors. And I've come, I'll come back to the very first YouTube video I made, which was for Ashes of Creation. And I didn't know what the hell I was doing, and it's a very different game than streaming. Streaming is not the same ball game at all. And that I had down. This, on the other hand, not so much. And in my first video. I explained my reasons to be excited about this game, and I'm gonna come back and bring it home on this on this note. When the guy stream, the guy that is in charge of the game and is leading the ship, steering the wheel, cares and is passionate about it, and plays the games himself. When he is so devoted to his cause not just because he's invested so much in it, but because he truly cares and you can see that that is evidenced through a person's choices behavior actions things like that. That's what I look for before I back the game. And I remember watching the live stream they did for a charity. And he sat there for 24 hours right. exhausted playing games for the charity interacting with this community he didn't just sit there and ignore people and chat he interacted with people in the community much like he does on discord stuff that i have not seen in the genre for from developers before
1: never never the leader being no. an actual leader out mm-hmm. in front not ducking questions mm-hmm. and just reassuring the community what their vision is over and over and over and over this isn't pay to win this isn't pay to win this is you know I can forgive them on some stuff. Yeah not pay to win is not one of them right. And I, I'm just all in, even though I'm complaining a lot like you..
0: Mm-hmm. But this is it. Yeah, this is the one thing where it's like when I'm like, well, why are you sticking with it and why are you voicing these concerns Because we, we we see the possibilities. and when you've got the person up at the front that and I'm not fanboying, this is this is straight up respect because this is one of the things that I always found when I've invested in an MMO it's been the key component that i come back to where i'm like i never really you never really got to see that they truly played the games invested in the games they're just the faces and he you don't have a community manager at this time i know they're looking for one and they're looking for i'm gonna apply yeah (laughs) all (laughs) right they don't know if they'll hire me after this right they You know, I I think even when they have a community manager, they've looked to make sure that the people that they bring into the fold have the same culture. And I think that's been very important. It's something I respect. And the fact that he's not dodging and he's sticking with it and continued to for the past year since I've invested. Past year plus since I've invested is the reason when you hear about the MyCom stuff or whatever, the, the, the stuff people talk about censorship and all this stuff. It's like, look, dude, you can you got salty toxic people out there that want to see stuff fail and look for reasons to to make that happen but look you got to look for facts and evidence we just don't have any to really bash any part of this right now they've they've been meeting milestones they've showcased things we haven't gotten into testing yet we're going to get there we might have a lot different things to say in the next month here but on that note we we've got our concerns and we've got the things we're really looking forward to with this game we both have rolled the dice we're we're in we're in it for the long haul i think and uh yeah so i'm looking forward to what that brings and delta it's been a pleasure having you on this uh, simcast uh this episode that was an hour already? It's been uh we've be definitely passed the hour mark for sure. <laughs> I, feel like for <laughs> I know, hours. I know, right? But with that being said, hopefully you'll be on here again soon after we've gotten Alpha uh, kicked off here. Uh, would you like to let everybody know where you reign, where your domain is, sir? Yeah, sure. It. I
1: have a website, Gaming.com. And then uh, I do stream on Twitch once in a while and YouTube. Um, it's twitch.tv, gaming. And then YouTube, I do videos, youtube.com slash gaming. And so I'll be waiting to do more Ashes of the Creation stuff once I know a little bit more about it, give my early impressions. But like mm-hmm. I said, I I didn't uh, start making Elder Scrolls Online videos until I felt comfortable with the game. And I'm going to do the same with Ashes, where... Um, I know I'm fully invested. I have something I can offer that's unique and different. And that also I can, I I believe in the game and I do, I really want to focus a lot of the time in this alpha on writing big ass customer service tickets to let them know opinions, facts, and and how, what they can do about it for on the forums too, in the discord. So spending a lot of time trying to give them feedback, like really detailed and thought out and to make this game because this is i'm not playing this for a year this is a 15 year plan and i told my wife this one doesn't work out i'm done with gaming
0: (laughs) i've said that too yeah i
1: said i said this this is my help me steven you're my only hope this is (laughs) if this doesn't work out i i'm growing up finally i'm moving on from gaming so Yeah. yeah that's where you can find me and yeah you know i just just being around the block in the MMOs, it, it's nothing like them when you find that one that you have that itch you cannot scratch enough. It's yeah. just so much fun. Your friend, you log in, 15 people in your chat say, hey, what's up? Give you shit, you know, tell inside personal jokes. And you get on, you do that one thing you love over and over, and you, and you go back to normal life. But man, when you log in, it's just so much fun. It's just a, It's a calling in life, you know, some of us for our social or hobby. Mm -hmm. And I just miss that. I really do. And I miss that the competitive nature, the positive. competing, Where like in other shows online, I talk about trash. But when I get dunked on by a superior player, I whisper and go, damn, dude, you got me. That was that was impressive. Mm -hmm. Same thing with guilds. I miss the days where, damn, that's chaos on the other side. They're they're pretty damn good, you You know, and. I think this, this community has enough strong leaders and supporters that can really drive the content forward, have fun, trash talk, but also not take it super serious where we're dogging each other's families and stuff like that on the internet. That's Mm -hmm.
0: toxic. Yeah. Getting toxic and shit.
1: Yeah. It just gets old, dude. It's like, this is online. I know you're not, it's just online, but that doesn't give you the right to treat everyone like a dog. You know, you wouldn't do it in, in front of us. And, we're ultimately spending our time of our life. We yeah. get one life. One. Yep. You know, I want to do things that are enjoyable, pleasurable and enhance my life versus why am I logging in to do a daily that I don't want to do to get gear I don't really need to do an event I don't want to do.
0: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mhm. Mhm. So I totally do. Yeah. Long
1: rant to say thank you for having me on. It's been a pleasure.
0: Absolutely, man. It's been a pleasure having you on here too. I will have all of Deltius things down in the description below. Uh, Alpha one's getting ready to kick off very soon everybody. So if you are uh yeah, I got a hit on what you said too, Delta Delta If you're testing this game your feedback and writing tickets and Really investing in that outside of can I just stream this can I just play this? Can I just be the best at this your feedback is very important to the devs when we're in a testing phase like this It is vitally important. It is vitally more important than just playing it. So I encourage you if you're testing it and playing it at any point before launch, even even post launch in any capacity of testing, feedback, 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 feedback. It is important. It is very important. So with that being said, this uh, wraps up episode 21, Forged in Fire. I've been your host, c and I will catch you all next week. Have a great week. Catch you on stream.